Good morning, church family and ministry friends watching from around the world. I am Pastor Stephen Brooks, and I am so happy in my heart that you are here today to receive the nourishment of God's Word. I tell you what, it is true that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And of course, that proceeding word is a fresh word that sustains us and literally does feed us spiritually. Hallelujah. And when you're fed spiritually, it affects your soul, it affects your body, and it makes your life uh, beautiful the way God wants it to be. So it's a real joy to be able to bring the Word of God to you today, knowing that it is spiritual food, spiritual nourishment. And I believe that the things that I would present to you today under the anointing of the Holy Spirit are directly guided by the Spirit of God. God's going to meet your needs, and He's going to speak to your heart today. Praise the Lord. So, let's jump into today's uh, time together as a family here on the internet. I want uh, us to go over to the little letter of Third John. Okay, this is not the Gospel of John. This is towards the back of your Bible, just before uh, the book of Jude and Revelation. A little bitty letter, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. Let's go to 3rd John, and let's prepare our hearts to receive the tithes and offerings today. And I, I want to read a verse to you that we've looked at before, but I want to share something that I think will cause you to uh, really be uh, focused on the importance of renewing your mind with the Word of God, and stepping into the fullness of what God has for you. Now, this is Third John. Let's just start in verse 1. The elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Let's not forget who's writing this. This is the Apostle John. Out of the twelve disciples, this is John, who is now an elderly man. This is the same Apostle that leaned his head on the Lord's chest, and said, Lord, who is it who is betraying you? And so this is that apostle that was very, very close to the Lord. Now he's an, uh, he's an elderly man, still preaching, but walking in, in a great measure of wisdom and maturity in the things of God. And he said, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Okay, so I want to read a statistic to you, and I want you to think about the prosperity of your soul, the importance of your soul prospering, and how it affects the other areas of your life. Okay, so understand that every day in America, 1,700 people every day in America become millionaires. Now, that doesn't sound perhaps accurate if you look in relation to the secular news media, and that they would thank you that the world's falling apart at the seams. They would, they would want you to think that uh, the planet Earth is in utter chaos, and uh, volcanoes are exploding, oceans are imploding, people are running wild, and uh, there's lawlessness in the streets, and everything has gone totally haywire. But it's not true. Now, we do understand that there is a devil in the Earth. We understand that there is a problem with drug addiction. There's even a greater problem than that with human sex trafficking. There, there are problems in the earth. We don't deny that. We're not, uh, we're not uh, unknowing of such things. But in the midst of this, 
I want you to understand that it's very important that your soul prosper. Because every day in America, every single day, 1,700 people become new millionaires. And that, uh, that is factual proof. You can Google it. You can look it up. You could research it. I was reading the in-depth article uh, regarding this uh, on Fortune magazine. So it is true. 1,700 people every day in America become millionaires. Now, your prosperity is linked to the prosperity of your soul. The soul, while often does represent your mind, your will, and your emotions, your soul can also at times in Scripture be representative of your whole life. Okay, I know there's spirit, soul, and body. Sometimes, though, the word soul is also used in a reference of the totality of the package of your life. In other words, when you see that eight souls were saved, and that's what Peter talked about, eight souls were saved on the ark. Well, that, that means a life, okay, the totality of a person's life, eight souls, eight people, but they're identified as eight souls. So, your life, the well-being of your whole life is impacted by the way that you think. And if you think that everything's poor, the economy's going down, when it's not, it's climbing. It's, it's climbing. It's going up, and I believe it's going to go higher. And so if you have a mentality of like, well, I'm just trying to make it, just trying to survive, you will miss out on what God wants to do for you. And may I suggest May I suggest to you that there's room in that 1700 for you? Why not you? Why not you? Praise God. Hallelujah. Walking in the blessings of God. Just think. If you're a millionaire, think of what your tithe is. And when you really love the Lord, one of the happiest things in the world for a believer is to bring the tithe into the storehouse of God because you're literally giving it to the Lord. Hebrews chapter 7, read it slowly. Jesus, the head of the church, is still receiving tithes today. Woo! Praise God. So when you bring the, the tithe into the storehouse, your spiritual place of edification, when you bring it into the house of God, you're putting it into the hand of Jesus. He is the high priest after the order of Melchizedek. No beginning, no end. It was done that way in a mysterious purpose so that we did not have much information about Melchizedek. Just kind of comes on the scene and then disappears off the scene. He was a type or shadow of Christ. He was the early king of Salem, or what is now known today as the city of Jerusalem. Praise God. But my friends, read Hebrews chapter 7 sometimes very slowly. You'll see that Jesus is still receiving the tithe today. And so you need to honor the Lord with the tithe. And of course, the more income that you have, the, the more financial productivity that you have, the larger the tithe is. And, you know, as a minister of the gospel, when we receive the tithes, we take that holy money and we use it for the furtherance of the preaching of the gospel. And it's our great joy to do that. But I myself am a tither. Absolutely. As a minister, that which I preach, I should be obeying the Word of God myself. But my wife and I, we are uh, very consistent, very faithful tithers because we know it's biblical. 
We know it honors the Lord. We know it ties us in into the covenant blessing of prosperity. Tithing is the gateway into the financial platform of financial empowerment. Praise God. And so for us, it is a joy uh, to be tithers. And I know for you that love to tithe, the, the greater the tithe is, it makes your heart happy. Praise God. So my friends, I just want to say to you in that 1700 uh, uh, group every day that become new millionaires, there's room in there for you. Praise the Lord. I really believe that the statistics will, shoot, will, will soon show that every single day, over 2,000 people in America, every single day are becoming millionaires. So, you know, this is rising. So don't, don't, let, don't uh, think that maybe because what you hear on the news, uh, nobody's making any money. The, oh, that, my friends, that's terribly wrong. People are, are, are prospering. And you don't have to cheat and steal to do it. You can serve the Lord. And uh, uh, as Paul said, uh, you know, work a good job with your hands and God can bless you. Praise the Lord. Now, if you're living in another country, the principles of seed time harvest work no matter where you're at. So, you know, anybody can take the principles of God's word and begin to apply them. Hallelujah. But there are many other nations that are very prosperous and wealthy too. If you look at... Uh, medium income wealth. Americans are not even in the top 20. I, I actually, if I'm right, I'm not even sure if we're in the top 30. Uh, I, I know that Sweden has the highest medium uh, income in the world, which is over $200,000 a person, average. Okay, so, you know, America, it's not even close to that. So, uh, you know, 1,700 millionaires a day, that's pretty cool. But we don't even crack the top 20 when it comes to median wealth, how well everybody is doing. So, you know, my friends, I just want you to know there's room for you with all the wealth in the world and this dynamic financial engine that God has given to America. There's room for you. Praise God. Well, Pastor Stephen, uh, 1,700 new millionaires every single day. Uh, is, the, uh, you know, how should I see this? You should see this, that first of all, God says in his word that he wants you to prosper in all things. The word prosper, I've studied that out in the Greek. If you, if you bring it down to the simplest meaning, it means to have a highly successful journey, but it includes every aspect of your life. A after all, how, how prosperous can you be? How successful can your life journey be? if you have financial insufficiency, it's not going to be a good journey. Okay. So I pray that you may prosper in all things that would include your finances and be in health. That includes the, the freedom, the liberation from sickness and disease that Jesus purchased for you at Calvary. Okay. Just as your soul prospers, you need a, you need a happy soul praise God. You need to be a soul that forgives. When you're sinned against, you forgive them, and you keep on going. You just say, Lord, that was wrong, but I forgive them. I'm going to let my soul prosper. I'm going to walk in love and forgiveness and joy and a giving heart, a tithing heart. And as you do that, as you do that, the blessing overtakes you. The blessing overtakes you. Praise God. And then you begin to taste the reality of Proverbs 10, 22. Proverbs chapter 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord makes 
you rich, and God has no sorrow with it. Praise God. My friends, that's the B-I-B-L-E. I tell you what, if my pastor back, back in the 1970s would have stood up and read that verse, I think, I think the whole church would have th thrown him out. We would have thought that he's reading from some kind of different book besides the Bible. But that's in your Bible. Proverbs 10.22, the blessing of the Lord does not make you poor. You don't need any blessing to be poor. That's a curse. It is clearly described in Scripture as a curse. Poverty is described as a curse. The blessing of the Lord. Let me stop there. Let me stop there just for a moment. The Bible describes poverty as a curse. Well, Pastor Stephen, I know some people that don't agree with that. Well, then they don't agree with the Bible. So the book is right. They are wrong. Who are you going to believe? God's Word or just somebody who's got their own ideas that don't harmonize with Scripture? Okay? So the book is right. They are wrong. Go with the book. Always go with the book, and your soul will prosper. The blessing of the Lord makes rich. And God adds no sorrow, no sorrow with it. He actually adds a lot of joy with it. Praise God. So, my friends, let your soul prosper. Uh, and I think it's important in order to wash the mind, to wash the human soul, that you take scriptures such as what we're discussing uh, this morning. You take them. You open your Bible up, and you just leave it open so that you can see one at a time, and you just pray in tongues, maybe 10, 15 minutes, and then maybe you discuss it with the Lord a little bit in English, and then you just pray in tongues, and you just digest it. You digest it. And as you do that, your soul will flourish, and your health will now flourish, and your finances will now flourish. Why? Because your soul is flourishing. Your mind is made up. Your mind is, is settled with the Word of God. Hallelujah. Next thing you know, you'll be, in that, you'll be in that 1700. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And some of you are going to be running beyond that even. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. Father, I pray for your people that are watching today, that your blessing of prosperity overtake them, that as they obey, as they obey, not just listen to, but as they obey the principles of your word of seed time harvest, sowing and reaping, giving and receiving, honoring you with their tithe, that Father God, the blessing would overtake them, and that you would make them rich, just as you said in your word. Now, Father, we thank you. We thank you for soul prosperity. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. I would suggest to you that any money problems that you're having is linked to a problem with your soul, is linked to a problem with your mind, your understanding. Okay, so let the Holy Spirit wash, heal, straighten out all of that, and you'll see a direct impact, directly correlated now to the prosperity of your finances and even healing in your body. Praise God. Praise God forever. Now, let's be not just hearers of the Word, but let us also be doers of the Word by now bringing the tithes and offerings into the storehouse of God. Those of you that would like to mail them in, please send them to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 3456, Mooresville, North Carolina, our zip code 28117. Now, if you want to bring them in, 
safe and secure online. You can do so. Please visit the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. There is a link on our homepage called Tithes and Offerings, Sow and Reap. And you can go there day or night and bring them in through safe, secure credit card transaction. Praise God. As you do so, and if you're mailing it in or you're sending it in online, put a little, little notation that says soul prosperity. Woo! Don't write soul train, okay? Write soul prosperity. If you're, if you're watching soul train, <laughs> uh, that's, that's going to cause the carnal base nature to prosper. That's the last thing we want to prosper. You don't want your old man prospering. You want him crucified and nailed to the cross. So write soul prosperity. Praise God. Amen. Write that and, and honor the Lord with your tithe and your offerings. Father, bless your people. I thank you that the blessings coming, overtaking them. I thank you that as they obey you, It'll be no surprise if they find themselves in that 1700 category, even going beyond that. Hallelujah. Father, these are miracle days. These are days of walking in heaven and walking on earth and, and just experiencing the supernatural power that you have for us. So we thank you, Father. This is very, very easy for you to do, to carry your people into financial dominance and dominion with no strain no sweat, no grueling under a Babylonian taskmaster system, but prospering, walking in your wisdom and joy and peace. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Today, let's take our Holy Bibles, which is the guide, uh, the compass, the, the roadmap for our lives, and let's go to Matthew chapter 6. And I want to talk today about the key of consistency. It, will, it is very, very important in life that when you're working biblical principles, that you're walking in faith, that when you're doing the will of God, that when you're moving forward in the plan of God, that you are consistent. I know it's uh, sometimes easy to say, but as we also all know, it's more challenging to implement. But as we study it and look into it, we see the rewards of it. Therefore, we say, let's conform our lives to it. And as we uh, practice consistency, we will see wonderful results in our lives. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 6. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, let your Holy Spirit come now and illuminate the Scriptures. Let them be alive and living for us, leading us into the path of life that grows brighter and brighter every single day. We thank You, Father God, that we are destined to be overcomers, that in Christ we are already labeled that, even labeled more than conquerors. Now, Father, we thank You for the reality of that being worked out as evidence in our lives with a life of overcoming every temptation, every trial, and every challenge. We give you praise in the name of Jesus, the name above every name. In His name, amen. Praise God forever. Hallelujah. Today we are in Matthew chapter 6. I would like for us to go down to verse 7. Praise God. Of course, this is the Lord Jesus teaching. He said, And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. 
Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. In this manner, therefore, pray. Now, in this manner. In other words, uh, this is not just the prayer itself. This is a blueprint. This is an outline. Think of it as the skeleton that doesn't really have any meat, uh, doesn't have any muscles or sinews or tendons on it. This is a frame. You take it, you build it out in your own prayer time. But this is the guide that you follow. And if you pray it slowly and work your way through it, probably takes about 40 minutes. Uh, might take a little bit longer. But as you, know, as you pray your way through it, you'll cover every facet of human need. Okay? And so you'll go through that. And then if you've got more time and you're happy, you might just want to pray through it again. In, in Korea, in Seoul, Korea, uh, when they pray through the Lord's Prayer in their devotional lives, uh, as Dr. Cho would say, who was one of the great teachers on prayer, still is, of course, uh, he would say sometimes they, they would refer to this as the running track. And when you have done one loop around the track, in other words, when you prayed all the way through the Lord's Prayer, whether it takes 45 minutes or an hour, uh, he says often they'll just stay on the track and do another loop. And you may want to do the same thing. Maybe you prayed through it in 20 minutes and you want to pray a little bit longer. Well, go through it again. The Holy Spirit will take you through it again. And now you'll even be able to touch other areas. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. Praise God. So let's jump into it just for a moment. There's something we want to see about consistency. In this manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name begins with worship, reverence of God. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. That's a fun part to get to as you work your way through the initial uh, guide of this prayer. You get to this part where you can ask the Lord for your daily bread. Well, that would suggest to me that if you're asking for your daily bread, you are putting in a daily prayer request. So your, your prayer needs to be daily. I really would encourage you to to aim for one hour in prayer every day. Look, look, even if you have to break it up, thirty minutes in the morning, thirty minutes at night. That, that's that's cool. But you know, I, I'm not trying to put legalism or or anything like that on people because there are, there are no set rules on this. But there are some really really interesting indicators. Where even Jesus spoke to his closest disciples and said, "Could you not tarry one hour?" In other words, because he's trying to get them to pray, and he's basically saying, could you not pray at least one hour? And so I would really encourage you to try to make a goal. If you don't have a goal, then you just kind of wander and float around. But make a goal. Try to pray for an hour. Push yourself. If you've only gone 40 minutes, push yourself. And uh, let the Holy Spirit help take you to an hour. And uh, just go higher and higher in the Lord. So I think we need to pray daily, because if we're not praying daily, you can't ask for your daily bread because you need to eat every day so you need also spiritual nourishment every day so what does this show us this show us that there is consistency and you you need to have consistency in your prayer life it's very very important consistency in in the natural world consistency is essential and i think that's what really separated uh the motor company toyota and you know we had we had, you know, Ford and GMC and, you know, Chevrolet, Cadillac. We've had all those things for, uh, for years. But it was in the 1980s, really, when Toyota came along with a product that just didn't have problems. And it was because although we had assembly lines and 
you know, Henry Ford uh, invented the assembly line, and we had, we had some breakthrough things. It was really the Japanese with the Toyota company that started doing everything consistently. So when they put the seat in the Toyota Camry, the seat has the, uh, like four bolts, but they don't just have some guy tighten up with a wrench. They have a torque wrench that's preset to a certain pressure. So every, every bolt is getting tightened down at the same pressure, and that way it's consistent every single time as composed to a guy just coming in there in the wrench. He thinks that's tight enough, but then later on somebody else is going to come in there. Well, they'll put another seat in and a different car, but they'll tighten it with a different pressure, and everything's different. There's no consistency in the way things are done. Even if it's moving down the assembly line, it lacked consistency. So uh, Toyota said everything has to be consistent. This gets tightened this much. This gets tightened this much. And so we have universal standards the way every single thing is done. And that way we eliminate problems. And so you end up with these bulletproof type vehicles that as long as you change the oil, some of them that were made in the 80s are still running today. Half a million miles, three million miles. So all of that comes down to a good product that was developed through consistency. And if you don't have it in the natural, you, you have problems. You have problems. If you don't have it in the spiritual, you, you get frustrated. Lord, why, why am I not winning? Why do certain temptations uh, beset me? Why do I yield to them? I, I didn't want to do that. What's going on? Lack of consistency in your devotional life, in your prayer life, in your time with the Lord. Something else is coming in there and disrupting it. And you have to find out what's causing the, the inconsistency. It's very important. And eliminate it and make safeguards so that you have consistency built in into your spiritual life. And you see it here. You can't even ask for your daily bread if you're not praying for it. Well, God must want you to have it. This is one of the primary teachings of the Lord is a prayer structure, asking God for your daily bread, but you have people that are not even praying daily. And so you're missing out on things that God wants you to step into. There's a banquet table God's prepared for you literally every single day. And if you're not, if you're not engaged, things will pass by you that were intended to come to you, and you completely miss them. Now, if you read the book uh, called Angels on Assignment, about the life story of Roland Buck, who was a pastor, who was visited by the angel Gabriel and other angels. Uh, the story was written by Charles and Francis Hunter when they interviewed him. And of course, Roland Buck is now in heaven. The happy hunters that they are have graduated to heaven now. But you know, in that story, Roland Buck talks about how the angel would come to him and explain that every day when you get up in the morning, ev- everything previously is now, in a sense, it's, it's gone. You start fresh every new day. And that's very important to understand that when you start a new day, uh, it's brand new. And the anointing of yesterday and the blessing of yesterday, that's all good. But hey, look, it's a new day today. So you have to get up every morning and you need, you need to have consistency in your spiritual life. Because even a a locomotive, if it's rolling down the tracks under power, but you shut the engine off and the power goes off, it'll keep on rolling, but eventually it will completely stop because you shut off the power source. But uh, in the things of God, the anointing, the victory, the soul prosperity, all of that stuff will begin to go down and go down if your devotional life becomes absent. 
Praise God. So your consistency is the key to experiencing the ongoing goodness of God. And really, ideally, this is not about maintaining. This is about increasing. I'm talking every compartment of your life, not just holding even. I'm talking increasing. So you want to not just be consistent. You actually, you want to be pushing the gas pedal down further. Hallelujah. Because I have found in life that one of the greatest motivators is guess what? It's winning. Winning is a tremendous motivator. You're like, you know what? I like this. I, I didn't like losing. And so I want to avoid losing. I want to win. I want to win spiritually. I want to win over temptation. I tell you, there's, there is great thrill in that. You know when you denied the devil. You know, you know when you denied the flesh. You know that when you did right in the eyes of God, when there were temptations to do wrong. You know, you know in your heart, there is a thrill of victory that goes beyond anything any Olympic athlete could ever experience. Any major sports championship. There is something about the thrill of spiritual victory that is very, very important in the eyes of God that we know it and that we experience it. Watch this on a daily basis. Woo! Thank you, Lord Jesus. Give us this day our daily bread. You can't, you can't ask for that if you're not praying. You can't just pray that while you're driving on the way to work. No, you can't focus. You can't concentrate. You need to stop. Have devotional time. It's very, very important. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Same way in exercise. You know what? You can, you can make some momentum. You're working out. Your body is responding. Uh, things are, You can even look in the mirror. You start to see changes. But if you stop and you're not consistent, all of that work will begin to just fall away, fall away. And then it's almost like you've got to restart it all over again. Look, you have to be consistent in the natural to get the right results. You have to be consistent in the spiritual with your prayer life, working the Word, doing those things in order to get the good results. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's take a look at Psalm 33. The verse is actually three, but let's look at a few verses before it. This is Psalm 33. Today we're talking about the, the importance of consistency. This is Psalm 33. Let's look at verse two. It says, Praise the Lord with the harp. Make melody to him with an instrument of ten strings. Well, when I hear ten strings, I, this is what I think. I think complicated to play. You know, if you have a bass guitar, you've got four strings. And, you know, so th th that takes a while to learn that. But you get, you know, some of these guitars get up to six st strings and so forth. But here, the harp, and of course, you get on the large harp, you can have any, uh, even more strings than that. But make melodies to him with an instrument of ten strings. Sing to him a new song, play skillfully with a shout of joy. I think also prophetically, even your hands can be the ten-stringed instrument of God. I believe David is also giving reference to that. So, because you, you can take your ten-stringed instrument, okay, and you can put that on an 88-key piano or keyboard. So there's, there's depth to what's being said here. But notice it says, play skillfully with a shout of joy. How do you get to a place as a musician where you play skillfully? 
on something that's a very delicate instrument like the violin or like the harp how do you get there through practice yes but what type of practice consistent practice you, you need to spend time on it just as much as possible you got you have to be consistent a lot of it is based on muscle memory ah which is which is one of the blessings of singing if you have a singing gift and God has gifted you, you with a singing voice you can develop it but the the amazing thing about the ability to sing with the beautiful vocals is that it's not based on muscle memory you can just go up and if you've got the gift you can start exercising in it but you can't do that with a violin I mean it might take a couple of years before you feel really comfortable on a violin or on a grand piano but the voice if you have the gift you just walk up and now you can always refine that and it's still going to need training but you can still just step out and if you can belt it out you got it maybe without much practice and that, that that's a blessing but play skillfully so instruments though that this is going to take some practice you know you, you look at something like a guitar electric guitar uh, or acoustic guitar and you want to play some of those beautiful Spanish songs oh very very tricky very very complicated there will be practice and you, look you're gonna have to be uh, consistent so that your fingers begin to get the feel begin to get the the understanding of where to go I mean we, we have fretless guitars and fretless bass guitar but there's no frets you're just you're learning all of this by muscle memory okay and so this is something that takes time you're gonna have to practice you're gonna have to be consistent and also with your voice even though it doesn't have the same type of training as a musical instrument the voice though is still a muscular element where even if, whether you're male or female if you sing often you develop it and it gets strong if you're consistent in your training your voice gets very very strong and you can go through a, like a whole oratorial and, and sing for long periods of time but if you are not consistent you'll try to go out and sing and you'll notice I don't have that strength why because it's vocal it's also your diaphragm all these other things are involved and if you're not consistent with it some people might not know but those with the good ear will know and you'll also know because you're working harder than what you should have to work praise God mm, thank you Lord Jesus play skillfully with a shout of joy <laughs> you can't play skillfully if you're not consistent in your practice and even when you get good at it you still need to be consistent in order to maintain that level and stay at that high place of skill praise the Lord thank you Lord Jesus let's take a look in the life of Timothy and the importance of him being consistent as a pastor and as a evangelist praise God second Timothy chapter 4 Praise the Lord. Look, I, I'm sharing this today because I think some of you in the natural, you, you are consistent. You're going you're to go to work on Monday. You're consistent. You're going to show up. You're, you're going you're to be good at that. But, but the sc whole scope of your life and the well-being of your life is rooted in your walk with God. And if that is weak, and sometimes you pray, sometimes you don't maybe you don't feel like praying so you don't pray look that 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 will affect the whole outcome of your life you've got to be consistent in your spiritual walk 
you have your soul has to prop, has to prosper and then the other areas begin to flourish as well so we must be consistent in spiritual devotional life second timothy chapter 4 verse 1 paul talking to timothy the spiritual father the great apostle talking to a spiritual son said i charge you therefore before god and the lord jesus christ who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom preach the word that's very important you have to preach the word you, you have to minister the word why because the word of God is anointed and it's the word of God that has strength that goes into the hearts of people the seed is sown upon the soil of the human heart the spirit of man the spirit of the woman the the, the soil is good Therefore, the seed begins to take root, and then a beautiful harvest of fruit and blessing comes out of that, 30, 60, 100 fold. So first and foremost, preach the word. Now watch this. Be ready in season and out of season. Wow. Be ready in season and out of season. Be ready. You need to be consistent in your walk with God. There was, there was a young man one time, he was, he was in his late 20s, and Sunday morning rolls around, and he's in bed, and it's 9 o'clock, and, and the church begins at 10 o'clock, and he's in bed, and his mother opens up the door to the bedroom, and says, son, you're still in bed? He goes, yeah, he, sa he said, mom, and he said, now look, I don't want to go to church today, I know that you're a Bible thumper. And you know, you want me to, you know, serve the Lord and so forth and so forth. You want me to, uh, you know, be involved in the things of God. But I, I just, I don't want to go to church today. And she said, well, she said, you need to. She, he said, now look, he said, you give me three good reasons to do it. And if you can give me three good reasons, I'll, I'll obey. But if not, I'm staying here in the bed. She goes, okay. She goes, well, number one. She said, you, you need to encourage your brothers and sisters in the Lord. And you certainly can't do that, do that laying there in the bed. He goes, well, he said, that's true. Okay. And, uh, and so she said, well, number two, uh, you know, you, you can also, you know, just be a blessing by being there. It, it, you know, you just help people. I know it's similar to number one, but you know what? You just, you be a blessing when you go there. Praise God. She, he said, all right. He said, I'll take that. He goes, give me one more reason. She said, okay. She said, because, she said, because you're the pastor, and this church service is about to start. He goes, oh my goodness. He said, that's right. And he jumped up out of bed, got dressed, and ran down there and preached a sermon. Praise God. But, but look, I know that's kind of funny, but some people, they, they have a, a, a challenge. They have a difficulty with being consistent. Praise God. I, I, think it's, I think it's easier with an internet audience because you can watch it Sunday morning, but if you can't catch me Sunday morning, now I'm your, I'm your pastor, then you can catch me Sunday night, because I'm going to upload this for you, and I'm going to put it on various social media platforms, that way you can watch it, and the Word of God can minister to you, we can have church as a global internet family, we can gather together, we can gather together knowing that as you're watching this, brothers and sisters all over the world are watching this, Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But I, I know many of you are very, very consistent. Look, I have been on the internet now for over 10 years. 
I've been on television also now uh, preaching and as, as well, and we're going to make a greater push in the television. But my, my friends, I want you to know that God is feeding people with His Word. All you got to do is show up and eat it. Praise God. Show up and get it. Praise God. And many of you are doing just that. Be ready in season and out of season. See, what I do with my devotional life, I don't have a devotional life with the express purpose of just coming up with another message to minister to you. That's not why I have a devotional life. I have a devotional life, so first and foremost, I can feed me. Hallelujah. You, you, you need to remember that, because it's like being on an airplane. If there's an emergency situation, and the oxygen mask drops down, they will tell you, put yours on first. And then after you've got your oxygen mask on first, then you can help somebody else if somebody else can't figure out how to get theirs on. You need to take care of your spiritual life first. You need to pray. You need to have a close walk with God. Now that's what I endeavor to do. And out of that, out of that devotion time, spending time with the Lord in prayer, in the Word, I, as a benefit, as a blessing, I get messages that I can take and share with you. Praise the Lord. But I mainly have a devotional life so that I can tap into the life of God. So that when I come and speak to you, I'm not just coming speaking to you spiritually flat, having no, had no prayer time, having had no time in the Word. No, I'm, I'm coming to you with a message that will bless you because I have been in the presence of the Lord. And now I want to share the fresh bread with you. Praise God. So you need to have devotional life, whether in season or out of season, because you never know when your out of season suddenly becomes your in season. Mm, praise God. Let me go further. <coughs> Excuse me. Praise the Lord. <coughs> Woo, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Preaching through coughs, preaching through cold weather, hot weather. I've preached in sub freezing conditions. I preached in 120 conditions. Just keep on going. In season, out of the season. What is Pastor Stephen doing? Preaching the word. Now, let me say this a little bit further and go delve, delve deeper into this. I don't also really study the word because now I've got a big meeting. No. In season, out of the season, Timothy preached the Word. In order to preach the Word, you're going to have to spend time with God in order to get anointed messages from the presence of the Lord. So this is something you do all the time. Same thing for me. It doesn't matter, big meeting, small meeting, no meeting. I'm preaching the Word. I'm, I'm in the Word. I'm having a devotional life. Why? I've learned consistency is key. Consistency is key. God honors that. It is, it is the door to spiritual growth Praise God. Hallelujah. you got to be the spiritual mailman. Rain or shine, here I come. Hot or cold, summer or winter, you show up. You're there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There have been people, believe it or not, there have been people who were ranked number one in the world in a certain sporting event, went to the Olympics, basically the gold medals waiting for them, nobody can compete with them. They went there and they missed the starting time. Never even made it. Never even made it. Woo! You talking about frustrating. 
You know, they got their signals confused. The coach uh, got wrong information. The athlete wasn't really following it himself either and missed the starting time, didn't show up, and was the best athlete in the entire field. And if they would have just got there, they would have won the gold medal. They never showed up. A problem with consistency. Praise God. And if you do it on small levels, you would do it on a larger level. So you've got to be consistent. You've got to be consistent. So if I, if I have a meeting tomorrow, uh, which I do, I'm, I'm praying in the morning. I'm with the Lord in the morning. But if I don't have the meeting the next day, I'm still praying. Why? Consistency. Why? I like spending time with the Lord. <laughs> I like winning spiritually. Hallelujah. I like walking close to God. I like enjoying the blessing of God. Praise God. In season, out of the season, you're right there with the Lord all the time. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You know, I've learned also that in my, in my career field with meetings, big meetings come and go. Pastor Stephen, this is going to be a great meeting. It will be attended by many people. It will be viewed from around the world. That's great. I'll get ready for it. But you know what? That meeting will come and pass. But the next morning still shows up. What am I going to do on the next morning? Oh, the big meetings are over now. I'll just sleep in. No, time, no need to spend time with God today. That, that's dangerous, dangerous way of living. Mm-mm-mm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Consistency is key to continual upward growth. Praise God. Tap into it. Be consistent. Always show up. Always show up. Show up first and foremost for the Lord. Have you ever stopped to think how he feels if you don't show up? Praise God. Meditate on that. Well, God doesn't miss me, Pastor Stephen. He's got, he's got a lot of people that come before him every day in prayer. and He certainly doesn't miss me. Yes, he does. Yes, he absolutely does. You need to be there every single day in prayer. Getting your daily bread. That's not just food, by the way. That's the revelation you need. That's the wisdom you need. That's the anointing you need. That's the counsel of God that you need. That is, that, that is your daily bread. We're not just talking about fish, baked potato, and hamburgers. Praise God. You, you need more than that. You need the Word. You need the Word from the Lord. Hallelujah. You need the strength of God. Hallelujah. That's why you get your daily bread. That's why you pray every day. You can use the Lord's Prayer. You can pray however you want. There's many prayer guidelines in the Bible. Many great prayers. Hallelujah. But the main thing is, show up. Be consistent. And you'll find out that some of these things that previously uh, gave you trouble, they'll, they'll just they'll disappear. They'll disappear. Why? You're, you're consistent. It's working now. You're getting stronger. You're growing in the glory. You're growing in faith. And you're showing up every day. You, you're just you're just getting too much of the Lord on you, in you, and the enemy just, he can't, he can't get you anymore. He can't get you, praise God. Oh, he'll still try, but you just say, no, I'm just not having anything to do with it. Praise the Lord. It's very, very important that you walk in consistency. Preach the Word. Be ready in season. Be ready. Are you ready? How can you be if you're not prayed up? Because you never know when you have to respond. And you need the anointing. If you're a minister, you need it for ministry. But I understand that only about 15% of the people are called into what we know as full-time ministry. What about the other 85%? 
You have to be anointed for what God has called you to do, for business, medical, whatever it is, science, whatever it is. You need the anointing. You need to be in prayer so that you can respond and flow. Praise God. So that you can talk and communicate with the grace of God upon your life. And you do that, you do that, you have your devotional life very strong, you're very consistent, you'll rise to the top. I'm telling you, you will rise to the top, you'll be like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You will begin to rise to the top. You will be distinguished by the Lord, and distinguished by others in your career field. And that, that's the way God wants it to be. Praise God. Preach the Word, be ready, in season and out of season. Praise the Lord. Always show up. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just lift your hands. And, and now I want you to mean this when you say this to the Lord. Just say, Lord, I'll be there. Some of you haven't, haven't shown up. We're, we're not just talking about a little bit of a tweaking here. For some of you, this is a major, there's been like major no-shows. Major no-shows. You haven't, you haven't had a good prayer time in maybe two or three weeks. Some of you, bless your hearts, maybe you're, you're new to the program, you're new to uh, this type of ministry. Some of you haven't shown up with the Lord for, for three months. I'm not saying that you don't talk to Him, but I'm not talking about talking to the Lord while you're, you know, sitting down about to eat your food and you, you just say a little prayer, and that's, that's it. That, that's not a devotional life. Praise God. Driving down the road, listening to Christian music on your, on your car's radio, and singing along with a Christian song, that is not a devotional life. Praise God. That has no depth to it. And, and when you need to contact God, and when you need the strength of the Lord, those other things cannot support you. The only way you'll be able to respond is out of a, the, the, the soulless realm of man. And that's the realm of the fallen nature of man. But if you want to respond out of the character and nature of Christ, you have to be filled up. And the only way that you can be filled up is to be consistent in your walk with God. Please lift your hands. The Lord so greatly wants you to be committed to Him. Praise God. Please lift your hands and say, Lord Jesus, I'll show up. I'll be there. Now, if, if the day is already past, show up tomorrow. Praise God. Give God your best. Praise God. Give God your best. Some of you, the best part of your day, you don't give it to the Lord. You, get, you actually give it to the, to the news. You, you get up in the morning, and you turn on the TV, and you start watching the news. You actually give your most uh, freshest, strongest, best moments, not to God, but to the attention of some news anchor. Or, you know, you start, you start checking other things, you know, reading the newspaper or whatever it might be. Give your best to the Lord. He'll give you His best. Praise God. Put Him first. Put Him first. Show up. Show up. And you'll start winning all the time. Thank you, Father God. Now, Father, we thank You for grace. Release grace, strength for Your people to step into this. We know, Lord, we know it can be very difficult. Things pop up, many challenges. And so, Father, we, we are challenged daily to be consistent. So help us, Father, release grace upon the lives of your people for consistency in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. 
Well, you're watching this on Sunday morning, at least many of you will be. Right now, I'm actually preaching this to you at 1 o'clock in the morning on Sunday. Praise God. Why, Pastor Stephen? Well, because I'm consistent. I have to show up. I couldn't do it earlier because I had uh, ministry meetings earlier, and I can't do it later because I have things going on also later. So I will still show up even if I have to come in at 1 o'clock in the morning. Sure is quiet in Mooresville right now. My studio is so quiet. Just me and the angels <laughs> having a nice time. But see, here's the thing. You have to show up. Praise God. The pastor has to show up. If I don't show up, how can I expect anybody else to show up? Praise the Lord. But I'm here. I know that you're there. And together, we're going to see the glory of God. Hallelujah. And we're going to walk in the blessing of the Lord. And you know what? It's only going to get better. Praise God. The glory of the Lord is rising upon you. Woo! Time to rise and shine. It's time to show up. Praise God. Get, see, you show up, you spend that time with the Lord, that anointing gets on you. The glory gets on you. The joy begins to be filled up. The joy of the Lord. It's not our joy, it's His joy. Begins to bubble up on the inside of you. Praise God. And you walk in a supernatural anointing. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. I think also there is a temptation when the blessing comes to start relaxing, to start backing off. Don't do that. Don't do that. Stay very close to the Lord. Don't drift. Stay very, very close to Him every day. Every, every day. Not just when you're going through trials, but also when you're walking through smooth places, when you're walking through great times or great blessing. Stay very, very close to Him. Praise the Lord. So, Father, we thank you that you're pouring out grace right now. I see it coming down. It looks like oil coming down. Grace to be consistent in our devotional life, and also in these other areas, perhaps, where there has been inconsistency, even in the natural. We thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, for the character of consistency formed in our lives, in season and out of season. May we be ready in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. You know what? I'm just thinking that there will be the moment when the Lord does come back. I don't know when it's going to be. Nobody knows except the Father. We want to be ready. We want to be ready. You always want to be ready to meet the Lord. How can you be ready? You show up for your devotional life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, you, you're going to have a vision. You're going to have an encounter. God's going to grant a supernatural experience to you. You want to be ready. Why? So that you can lean into it spiritually, so that you can respond. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Let's, let's lock this in today by taking Holy Communion together. Let's take communion together. And I've got a good scripture for you also, as we're going to take communion together as an as a, uh, internet church family. I want to read to you from Proverbs chapter 24, and this has always been a scripture that I've loved a whole lot over the years, even going back 30 years ago. I've always really loved this scripture. This is Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16. And just go ahead and grab your, your communion, hold it in your hands. Verse 16, for a righteous man may fall seven times, yet he will get back up again. Praise God. So, even if you've fallen over and over with inconsistency, 
Maybe that has not been a strong trait in your, in your character. It's going to be. I think the Lord is so wonderful that He can redeem character flaws, heal us up, make us so strong that actually an area that used to be a weakness is now transformed into a tremendous strength. You can go from being inconsistent to be one of the most inconsistent, uh, to be one of the most consistent people that your friends and family knows. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the bread and the juice. We bless it. We thank you that it is now consecrated unto you. This is now the flesh and blood of Jesus, our Savior. Thank you, Father God. Now, Father God, if there's anybody who sinned, we thank you that there is forgiveness in Christ. Not just seven times. Even as the number seven, as we studied last, the last few days ago, the number seven means fullness, completeness. It represents any number, a great number. It's the fullness of that. Even 70 times seven, Jesus said we should give. Knowing also that that does not literally mean 490 times, but a number representing that of fullness, of completeness. So Father, if your people that are watching, if anybody has sinned, as they repent right now, and if you've done that, just repent before the Lord. The Lord will forgive you and cleanse you and wash you with His blood right now. Okay? And rise back up right now through Christ. Rise back up, just forgetting about your sins, forgetting about the failures of the past. Rise up and go on with the Lord. And let the Lord make you a great champion in Him. Let Him make you a role model of consistency, a role model of faith, a role model of a champion in Christ. Father, we thank you right now that as we receive the body of Jesus, we receive righteousness through Christ, we receive forgiveness, and we rise up in Him with faith and thanksgiving for all that He's done. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us now receive the body of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know what? If you, if you have to catch an early morning flight at 4 o'clock in the morning, make compensation for that. Think, what can I do later when I get off my flight to have some devotional time? Because it's really hard to have it on an airplane. And sometimes you can play, pray on an airplane, but that's rare. And it's certainly hard to do it in an airport with all kinds of announcements. If you have, if you have interruptions uh, through the normal course of life, just look for ways that you can offset anything that uh, interfered with that prayer time or devotional life and catch it somehow later, knowing that that's not the norm, but look for a way to make it up later. And God will help you to do that. Praise God. Now, Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for consistency in our, in our prayer lives, in our time with you. We thank you, Father, we need you. Oh, God, we can't live our lives without you. We need you, and we need to be showing up every day. And Father, you long for us to be there for fellowship. So Father, we thank you. Let us respond to that deep cry of our hearts. As deep calls unto deep, let us respond and show up. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you for your grace and strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us now receive the blood of Jesus. Woo, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 
I tell you what, you're going to be so strong. You're going to be so strong in this. You're going to be the one that your employer can count on. You will be the one. There will come times when others will, uh, they, they will just, they will not respond. You will respond. You will always be the one that shows up. And you'll stick out with the glory of the Lord upon your life in a righteous way. Praise God. This is a beautiful quality of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, bless your people as we dismiss today. We thank you for your strength. And we'll see you, Father God, in the secret place. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for watching today. Stay consistent. I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.